Praise the Lord, everyone. It's about two minutes till, but I think we can go ahead and safely get started. Uh, we got any prayer requests tonight? Any prayer requests? Yeah, let's remember the Frankie Edcock family, their visitation uh, is tonight in Hanners, uh, and the funeral is tomorrow at 2 o'clock. At Hannah's and the burial will be at the uh, Olive Branch Cemetery. I remember Nelda and that and Lisa and that family. Anyone else? Yes. Remember my daughter and grandson. She they'll be traveling this weekend. She's taking him to a Razorback game. <laughs> that should be a two that they need traveling grace. Okay. And their well, name. We have or, a praise report. Pardon? We have a praise report. Well, let's hear it. He saw the uh, orthopedic uh, guy today, Dawson did, and he said he does have a, a minor fracture in his fibula. And uh, but he just I mean it's it's healing on its own. He doesn't have to be put in a cast. There's no surgery. So he's he said it was healing on its own, but he can't do any running or powerlifting or anything until the middle of January. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, you're talking about Dawson going oh, to the Arkansas oh. game. And what's his mother's name? Candace. 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 She's what was in the wreck. She's still banged up. But Danielle's the one that's taking it. Oh, Danielle, okay. <laughs> well, why didn't you tell me that? I did. Your ears are just cocked wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can see this ganging up right now. Yeah, keep it off All right, that's enough, Yes, sir. Well, my niece is texting just before we left the church, letting me know about her dad, which is my brother, that he was still in surgery with that colon surgery. Yeah, yeah. So he was still in the operation. He's the one you put on the prayer list last week? Yes. Okay. My sister went to the doctor today and got a report on her bunged up other leg, and she's got a 50% blockage in her blood veins. They're going to have to do a stent or a bypass or something in her leg and her good leg, and she got an inflammation in her heel that's causing her foot pain, and they got to address it. They wanted to get the blood flow fixed first, and then they'll worry because I told her, I said, you're going to be like Frankenstein before it's over with. You're going to be new parts all over. <laughs> anyway, she she's that really in good spirits. I figured she'd be really down, but she, she's, she's in good spirits. So. Anyone else? Brother Don, would you lead us in prayer, please? Most gracious Father, thank you for <clears throat> today you bless us with. Thank you for the people that gather here. I pray, Father, that you give Brother Gary the word to speak tonight. Open up the hearts and minds, Father. We take your word wide to our hearts and minds. Pray, Father, for our nation. I pray for our leaders. Pray, Father, that they seek you with all their hearts. I pray, Father, the sick that's been mentioned here tonight, Father God, I will lay your hand upon you, touch you. All right, Father, forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings, Father, thank God in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Anybody been trying to get in touch with me the last two days? It ain't worked. I've got first net, first responder, internet, and phone service, and uh, my verification failed, and they cut me off five times since Friday. So I've had to call them, get it turned on, and the computer automatically does that when the verification fails and they don't have any way to control when it turns off. So it'll turn on for an hour or two and it goes back off. So if you tried to get in touch with me in the last two days, 
didn't happen. So I couldn't call it. When I would call somebody, it would go straight to them. They were the only ones I was allowed to call. But I did get it straight today, so I'm back. I'm back good. So it, me and Rue went up there. It took about two hours to get it done. We got it done. And uh, he held them, and I, I beat them. <laughs> <laughs> that, woman, that girl was good, though. She was. Yes, she was. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> anyway, so if, uh, if you tried to get in touch with me this in the last couple of days, it wasn't working out. And when I did a break, I'd call out sometimes. and, and uh, But I didn't get any calls. Don't you just love modern technology? Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I finally told that girl, I said, just pretend you're dealing with your grandpa. Because I don't know easily to be her papa. And so she kind of grinned and went to work for her. So, <laughs> so she pretended she was helping her, her grandpa. And so she got it done. It just took a while. All right, if you got your Bibles, just go ahead and turn to the Deuteronomy. What chapter are we in? 27. That's where I tried to start last week. Now they let me. So chapter 27, uh, somebody read for me, if you would, the first 10 verses, please. <clears throat> then Moses and the elders of Israel charged the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you today. <clears throat> so it shall be on the day when you cross the Jordan to the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall give you that you shall Set up for yourselves water stone and coat and coat them with a line and write on them all the words of this law when you cross over so that you may enter the land which the Lord your God gives you a land full of milk and honey as the Lord the God of your fathers promised you for it shall be when you cross the Jordan you shall set up on my field these stones, as I am commanding you today, and you shall coat them with a line. Moreover, you shall build there an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall not weld an iron tool on them. You shall build the altar of the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer it, offer only a burnt offerings to the Lord your God. And you shall sacrifice peace altars and eat there. And rejoice before the Lord your God. You shall write on the stones all the words of this law very distinctly. Then Moses and the Levitical priests spoke to all Israel, saying, Be silent and listen, O Israel. This day you have become a people for the Lord your God. You shall therefore obey the Lord your God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. Okay. So what do you see when you hear uh, the instruction of Moses from God to the children of Israel to set up these stones? What do you, what do you think about? He's telling them he wants them to put these laws in front of them so that they can see them and live by and obey. Okay. I think it's still the markers. Okay. They're history. Spiritual markers, I think, is something that they can look back on because his instruction, if you'll notice something unusual about this, he wanted to take the stones, but he didn't want a tool applied to them, but he wanted them mortared together. So he wanted them to be uh, where they would stay in, in one spot. And then they were to put the, uh, the uh, commandments that had been given to them on this day on those stones. Now they weren't going to be able to do it with the tools because he told them not to do it with tools, so it would have to have been scribed on there. And so, and I don't mean with tools either, it'd been in ink, I guess, or, or they had, I don't know how they would have done that without tools and it would, it would last for so long. But they, this, uh, it was put there, uh, going to be put there for that reason. And then if you go ahead to Joshua chapter 8, uh, and it tells you of this event and how this took place and when the uh, when the, when the uh, Levites took the Ark of the Covenant and stepped, put their foot in the water of the Jordan River, the water quit flowing. And it was during flood season, it was uh, out of its banks. And so when they put their foot in the, the Jordan River, the, the water stopped flowing and began to build up. 
on, on the side where it was coming down and on the side it was flowing away, it went away and it dried the river up while the wall of water continued to grow. And they stood in the midst of the river with this Ark of the Covenant and as long as they stood there, that water couldn't flow. And they got the stones from where the, the, the Levites were standing with that Ark of the Covenant is where they instructed 12 men, so the 12 stones, uh, one from each tribe of Israel, and, and he instructed them to go get a stone and carry it out of that river. And that's what they did. And that's what they built this uh, this altar out of. And so it's recorded in, in uh, Joshua chapter 8, if y'all want to take the time to read it uh, sometime, uh, that's where it's located. And uh, so this this is pretty pretty interesting to me. But he wanted them to uh, to remember what he had told them and the instruction that he had given them uh, on this day. And uh, in verse 80 says, Thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of the law very plainly. He wanted, he, he expects, now listen, he expects us to be able to, to see the word of God and he wants it to be plain to us. Amen. You, what, what makes it difficult to understand the word of God? You know, in our society today, they say, well, it's written, uh, the King James Version is too hard to understand because they use these and vowels and, and they don't kind of talk like we do. So we got to reinterpret everything. We got to make it so it's easy to read. So it's like reading a storybook or something like that. But but he when he gave this instruction to them, he gave it to them and he told them, he said, I want you to write it plainly upon this. I want people to be able to read this and understand this. Do you think that we ought to be able to understand the Word of God? Do you think that we ought to be able to understand the King James Version? Why would we be able to do that? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that instructs us and shows us what the Word of God says. So if the Word of God was inspired, that even the King James Bible, was, if it was inspired by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can very well tell you what this means. And sometimes, and, and listen to me, we like easy Everybody, don't we? We want to just read it and just know what it says. Matter of fact, we'd just soon listen to it if we could and let somebody else explain it. We just soon watch the video. And, but that's not what the Lord told us to do, did he? He said, study it. He said, read it. He said, hear it. He said, understand it. Not only that, he said, know it. And where did he say to for us to write it? In our hearts. So he expects us to study it, to read it, to understand it, to know it, and to put it in our heart. Now, he don't expect us to know every chapter and every verse. I have trouble with that, so I'm glad he don't expect that. When Jesus quotes from the New Testament, uh, Old Testament in the New Testament, he don't say verses and chapters because there wasn't no such animal. That was added by, by men when they interpreted the Bible. They put the chapters, and that's why sometimes when you get to the end of a chapter and you start another chapter, you say, well, why did they put a break in that? It carries on the same subject. Well, really, it should have been because it was written not that way. And so we, we think we're supposed to remember, we call it the, the, the address of the Scripture. And I never was good at it. I can quote scripture to you all day long, but I can't hard sometimes can't tell you where it comes from. And I wish I could. But uh, the, the part of it is is not to be able to, to point it out so much as it is to be able to know it in your heart and know that that's the word of God. And the instruction is not just to know it, but to do what else with it? Do it. To do it. And that's another part where we miserably fail is the doing it part. We're going to read some stuff here in a minute about the, the blessings and the curses of God. And we need to realize that the same God that wrote the blessings and the cursing still does blessings and cursings today. Amen? Amen? Amen. They're, they're still in effect. That has not changed. Now, we have, a, we have an advocate and a high priest in Jesus Christ that we can reach. He's become a man and he's experienced uh, the, the, the temptations that we face. Him being God in the flesh, he did not yield to them. He was sinless, 
But we in the flesh, he, he realizes that we fail. We're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Our hearts are on evil continually. We have so much trouble controlling ourselves. And sometimes we don't control ourselves. Amen? And that's why we have to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, but what? Be filled with the Spirit of God. When, 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 when a policeman stops somebody driving down the road, they're going all over the place, and they've had too much to drink, or they've used too much drugs, and they write them a ticket, what do they put on that ticket? Under the influence. They used to say driving while intoxicated, but there's so many people that drive and drug-related stuff now, that's not intoxication, so they say driving under the influence. That means that you are under the influence of something that you have given control of your body, that you have given control of your mind. Amen? How many of you, don't, don't raise your hand, just think about this. How many of you ever hit the bottle a little too hard or done some other thing a little too hard and you did things that you woke up the next day and thought, what in the world was I thinking? You weren't thinking. No, because you weren't thinking. You were under the influence of another's power. And the scripture tells us, don't let that happen to us. Be under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit influence us. Now listen to me. Here's the similarities between the two. When you're under the influence of wine, liquor, or drugs, you're under an evil influence. But if you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you're under a holy influence. But you're still under the influence. It's something causing you to not act like you normally would. Amen. That means if you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the things that will really chap your head won't bother you near the bad. The things that will make you, you want to take something that ain't yours, the Holy Spirit says, no, you ain't going to do that. But if you're under the influence of that other stuff, why not? They don't want it, it's just laying there. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's what, what it's talking about. So he wants us to write. He, want, he wanted them to write plainly upon these stones the words of the law. And he said, I want you to look at verse 9. Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day that thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. We need to take heed to that same warning. That we need to take heed of who we are. Because in this world that we live in, we're going to read some about this in a little bit. This world that we live in today, every, how many of y'all agree that, that the United States of America is going to hell in a speedboat? Amen. They're doing everything possible through our government, through Capitol Hill, through the legislature, through the judicial system, through the educational system, to, to, to destroy the minds of, of our children, our young people, and to put laws into effect that protects evil and speaks evil of good. We see it coming on, and we, what do you do about it? Is you, have you got an answer? Well, listen to me. One of these days, they're going to want to show up, and he's going to have the answers to it. It's going to sound so good. You know why he's got all the answers to it? Because he's the one doing it. He's the one that stirred everybody's hearts, turned everybody's minds away from the Lord God, put them on evil, and he's the epitome of evil. And when he shows up in a human form, he's going to know what to do about it. Because he's the one that put it all into motion to begin with. Amen. We need to have this word in our hearts, plainly. We need to have a spiritual marker where we can go back and we can, you know, the Bible tells us to take hold of the cloud and not look back. He ain't talking about stuff like this. He's talking about don't go back to your fleshly lifestyle. He's talking about don't go back to the wickedness. He, don't, he says what you've repented of, don't turn back. That's like the dog throwing up and eating it again. That's what he, that's an example he used, by the way. Not, it wasn't just me. 
And so he don't want us to turn back to that. But he sometimes, you know what? I got to go back right here. Right, right here. Do y'all? I, sometimes I got to go back right there. I've been there before. Amen. Sometimes I got to go right back there. Because I get loaded down with the lust. I get loaded down with temptation. I get loaded down with evil. I get loaded down with act. And I'm going to tell you another thing while I'm on my soapbox. If you watch Fox News every day, you're going to stay mad every stinking day. Amen. 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 You just keep watching it and see every time you get hit up to, to go get your drink, well, you'll be fuming before you get back and you get to think about what they're telling you. And watch the other network and it'll do the same thing to you. Just keep watching that junk. You won't stay mad because that's what the devil wants you focused on. He don't want you focused on the Word of God. He wants you to focus on the problems of the world. He wants you to focus on political issues. He wants you to think there's a Savior out there you can vote for. I told y'all last Wednesday, the Antichrist is going to be a politician. So keep thinking that, and that's who you're going to be looking for. Amen? I'm not looking for Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. And I know before Antichrist comes, he's going to come get us. And that's what we need to be working for. And you got to have the Word of God plainly in your heart, in the altar of your heart, labeled as plain as day, where you understand what you need to do to hear Him say, Come on. <coughs> Amen. Amen. And y'all, I'm going to tell you what, we spend more time doing everything but that. God help us. God help us. So he says, in verse 10, he makes it simple. Therefore, obey the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day. That's still in effect today. Amen. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we all walk around and say, oh, I love Jesus so much. He's so sweet. Well, why don't we keep his commandments then? Why don't we do what he says? Why don't we treat one another like he tells us to do? He says, do unto others as you'd have it, the golden rule. As you'd have them do unto you. Amen? When it's time to kick somebody, don't help them up. That's what he said, do. That's what he's doing for me and you right now. Amen? Me and Brother, me and brother Rue, I can't, I can't even remember his name half the time, Rue. You know what? We was talking the other day. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom. And you know what we find at the bottom? The rock. Some people don't recognize that they it just hits hard. But some people recognize there is a rock down there. His name is Jesus. That's the rock I hit. Isn't that a beautiful testimony? That I hit rock bottom and there the rock was. Hallelujah. And now I know the rock. And bottom don't look so bad no more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We all. How many of you ever hit rock bottom? <laughs> Been at the. Have you? Don't raise your hand. Have you ever thought about killing yourself? Killing someone else? <laughs> Doing something drastically is gonna get you thrown in a slammer? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You might take your head on a couple of them, though, but you, I keep talking. You'd be nodding your head. What kept you from it? The rock. What was written plainly in your heart said, no. There was a voice inside of you that said, no, don't do that. And you knew that voice because Jesus said, my sheep don't know my voice. They don't hear me. They go, and, and you know what? Have you ever argued with that little voice? Just go like this. Have you ever disobeyed that little voice? Yeah. Just go like this. That's why he's God and you ain't. That's why he's the high priest and you're not. But he understands those temptations because he was tempted like you were. That's why he came here. And that's why he said, write it all plainly. So you'll know what it says. But not only so you'll know what it says, but for the ones that come after you will know what it says too. Y'all, we failed our 
we failed our children and our grandchildren. Amen. We failed we left it up to the TV. We left it up to the radio. We left it up to the video games. We left it up to the school teachers to teach them what we should have been teaching them to begin with. Because they're not teaching them about Jesus Christ. So we failed. It ain't never too late to turn that around. You know that, don't you? Ain't never too late. Ain't never too late to have spiritual awakening. Ain't never too late to have revival. And ain't never too late to repent. And ain't never too late to call on the name of the Lord. Because he can change things that we can't even think about changing. Write it plainly on your heart. Take heed. But you got to obey the voice of the Lord your God. And without obedience, nothing else matters. Amen? Not nothing. But if you don't obey him, nothing else matters to him. You can do good works or you fall out. You can feed the poor. You can go visit. You can do everything. You want. But if you're not doing it for his glory and obedience to his command, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Amen? You know, the word of God just messes our pity parties up sometimes, don't it? Don't it? I want to get mad. Just stay that way, don't you? I'll show them. <laughs> but the word of God said, no, you don't stay that way. You don't live that way. Because I don't want you that way. Because you're useless to me that way. How many of you want to be useless to God? <laughs> Some of us are and don't even try. <laughs> And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a way we need to look in that mirror and see who we are in Christ. And see what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. All right, any comments about this right here? I know this kind of went way out there, but that right upon the stone with all the words of the law very plainly really spoke to me. That with take heed and that, that about obeying, obeying the voice of the Lord and do his commandments and his statute, which I have commanded you. Somebody read for me verses 11. Uh, just go ahead and read the rest of the chapter if you would. And Moses charged the people the same day, saying, These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people. And we are in over Jordan, Simeon and Levi and Judah and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin. And these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse. Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and putteth it in a secret place. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, because he uncovered his father's skirt, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that, that smiteth his neighbor secretly, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, 
and all the people shall say, Amen. All right, so I want you to get this picture. Now they're going to cross the Jordan River. They're going to set up these stones. There's two mountains over there. There's one named uh, Jerizim, and there's another named Ebal. And he told them, he said, I want you to divide. Notice he's six tribes on each one. He lists them right here. He calls Joseph a tribe here. He don't use uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. He uses Joseph as one tribe. And he divides them up into six tribes, and he puts six tribes on one mountain and six tribes on another mountain. And one of them are to shout the blessings of God, and the other ones are to shout the curses of God. What in the world? Boy, that'd be a neat to have church. And, and, and I separate y'all, and I said, okay, all of the sheep on this side and all the goats on this side, and I want the sheep to shout the blessings and the goats to shout the curses. Boy, that'd be a service to behold, wouldn't it? <laughs> Matter of fact, it'd be a fight breakout to start with because if I separated the sheep and the goats, some of you would want to be sheep and not goats, and some of you wouldn't want to be goats at all. So he put them on the mountain, and he, he notice here that he didn't give them any argument over who could shout the curses and who could shout. We find everything to argue about around here, don't we? Everything that's a fight. Everything's an argument. He can't do nothing around here. He said, that, just let me spell it out. You put these tribes, he named six of them, put them on this mountain, and then he said, the other six you put on this mountain, you tell these to do the blessings, and you tell these to do the curses, and notice where they started. The curses. The curses. I tell you all this all the time. It's just as important to know what not to do as it is to know what to do. Amen. 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 Because if we're not careful, we'll we'll do something that we kind of know is wrong to do, but you you you'll tell yourself it's okay. The Lord says that you don't just know what, what I want you to do, you better know what I don't want you to do. And just because I tell you it's okay to do it, don't mean it has a direct opposite to it. Amen. So he names them out. He lets them name the curses that he, he has told them about here in this in this day that he's wanting them to write all this stuff down, he's telling them to name these curses. And so that's what he does. And they start off with, with all of these curses and you can just hear them on this top of this mountain. Now this ain't happened yet, okay? The, the, they hadn't crossed the Jordan yet. Joshua, this all gonna happen in Joshua. But he's telling them what he wants them to do and how he wants them to do it, amen? Now, there's a, a story in that. There's a, there's a spiritual truth in that. See, because we're getting ready for something ourselves, aren't we? It ain't happened yet. But it tells us in the Word of God how to be ready when it does happen. Y'all yeah. see it? Yeah. it? It tells you what to do right, and it tells you what not to do. Amen? And he wants us to understand the what nots as much as we do the do's. He wants you to know the don'ts and the do's. He wants you to know both of them. Matter of fact, here he wants them to do the don'ts first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so he got them up there shouting at one another. Boy, they went to shout at one another. Cursed be the man that maketh any graven image. Boy, that's an easy one, ain't it? Mm -hmm. We had a graven image just today. Oh, yeah. We might not carve them out of stone, but there's plenty of them. Amen? You make idol out of anything. There's people that are workaholics make idol out of a job. Amen? Hey, right. people make idol out of sports. Hey, people make idol out of money. <coughs> you make idol out of alcohol, drugs, tobacco. You make idol out of anything. You know how you know when an idol is? It's when you try to take it away from them. So you know what our new idol is? Electronic gadgets. You know, because the last two days I noticed something. When I didn't have any signals, <laughs> used to, I didn't know what that meant. Daddy had me go out there outside the window and turn the antenna. Y'all ever do that? <laughs> He'd be watching the cowboys and, and it could be pouring down rain. Did he have to go out there and turn the antenna? I was almost an inventor because I wanted to have a gadget I could stand there at the window to do this with. But he wouldn't let me raise the window because it was cold and the cowboys were playing. 
And he's sitting out there in the rain one night and the Cowboys were playing. And he said, turn that antenna, turn it real loud, worse than me. And I turned that antenna and he said, that's good, that's good. And I let go and he said, no. And I grabbed it and he said, that's good. And he said, hold it. <laughs> that antenna's right on the edge of the house and the water's running all on top of my head. And I'm standing there holding the antenna. So he was, that's what I knew about signal. But now, I can't even turn my TV on without signal. I can't watch my favorite shows without signal. So for two days, I couldn't talk on my phone. I couldn't look on Google. I couldn't look on Facebook. I couldn't watch my TV. I was a miserable fellow. <laughs> Ain't that silly? Signal. <clears throat> and I got to thinking about that this week. Is that my idol? Can I not study the Word of God without Google? Amen? Do I have to have TV? Oh, it's quiet in here now, I am. <laughs> it don't have an idol. Don't make an image. Don't make something you think more of than me. Hey, I'm not the one to start turning out church to watch Super Bowl. I'm not the one to start to, to, to get chewed out. Well, y'all ain't never chewed me out yet for 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 uh, preaching a little long on Sunday over the Cowboys. I, like, matter of fact, I had a lady told me the other day that her husband was here. They almost started trying to figure it out. <coughs> and she said, it, she she walked out the door and she said, Brother it's a miracle. I said, what? She said, the Cowboys are playing here today. I said, so? They play every Sunday, I guess. She said, but my husband's here. And to her, that was a miracle. That was something only God could do. Y'all, we don't think about stuff sometimes, how, how little things like that we don't even pay any attention to are stumbling blocks for our relationship with our Heavenly Father. I wonder what He thinks about that. We, we need to get with the program, no. We need to figure out what, what the don'ts is with God. And he said, don't make anything your idol. We think about an idol as something we call a little, you know, you can make an idol out of anything. Anything that you think more than you do God. People say, well, I don't do it. Well, really? You know, because we have lesson church. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. we, we have made a church something insignificant. Christians have done that themselves. Looking for an excuse not to be here. Y'all hearing this? Yeah. So whatever we've used for an excuse to substitute it for church. Whose church is this? Better than that, what is the church? The bride. And the groom is Jesus Christ. Don't you dare insult the bride to the groom. He ain't going to be happy. And don't tell me the bride loves the groom when she don't even show up when he's around. And I know, I know, I just said a mouthful, well, he's always with me. Yeah, and he wants you to be at his house too. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen. <laughs> you don't get to drag him around. It works the other way. Uh -huh. He tells you where to go. He's got do's and don'ts, and he says, do come to church. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen? Well, y'all need to be shouting amen. Them folks in the video line need to hear this. Amen. 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 Do come to church. Don't look for excuses not to come. Do go to church. So we got do's and don'ts here. Don't make idols. And he said another curse that set us light by his uh, father and mother. He expects us to take care of our fathers and mothers. They're not a ward of the state. Listen to me. Uh -huh. 
if you listen to me, they're not a ward of the state. The, God, the, the Lord God put us in a family. He gave you a mother and a father. He gave you sisters and brothers, and he didn't give them to you for them to become a ward of someone else. He gave them to you for them to be a ward for you and me. Amen? Amen. <laughs> that means we're supposed to take care of them. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've been there. I know what it's like to, to have someone that don't know they're even alive. And, and you have to have help for them. You can't, you can't give enough attention to them. Sometimes it's, it's love to put them in a place where they get the care that they need that you can't give to them. We're blessed to have that. Amen. But you don't get to put them somewhere and just forget to exist. Because that happens too. Amen. I tell you what, I'd give anything to see mine again. Amen. But you know what? I don't want her to leave heaven to come here. I want to go there. I don't want dad to leave heaven to come. I want to go there. And that's what we need to work for. That's what we need to do is make sure we're going in that direction. And in order to do the doing and get there, we got to know what the don'ts are to keep us from getting there. Amen? Okay. So he said, don't make light of your mother and your father. He said, don't move your neighbor's landmark. You know, I live in, was raised up in South Middle County, Arkansas. So was Sue. Maybe a couple more of you in here. Yeah. I've seen that happen. <laughs> I worked in the logwood. It was funny. We had an old guy who used to mark timber farms, and he marked our boundary line. And you'd be going along that boundary line, you'd be going along there, and there'd be little trees all over, and all of a sudden there'd be a big old solo. I mean, a big old pine solo, something worth lots of money. And that line mysteriously would go around that tree. So you could cut it. Actually, the line went through it, so it belonged either or. But it always went around that big tree. No moving landmark. I've seen them disappear. Them old buggy axles, and they're their own deeds all over the place. And you go hunting, and you can't find it. It's gone. Somebody pulled it up. The witness trees, big X on them, that pointed toward that marker. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We never cut them when I was working in the woods. But there are lots of them that cut down. They used for firewood. You know why? And nobody wanted to know where that corner was. He said, don't do that. Cursed be the man to make a, uh, the, the blind to walk. Now that's dirty. Yeah. Make a blind man walk off in the ditch. Yeah. And Jesus uses that for an example. He said, when the blind leads, the blind both will fall in the ditch. Amen. So he means the people that don't have the word written in their hearts, they're blind as a blind man. Man, he can't see it all. And he talks about perverting judgment. He talks about uh, uh, the one that lies with his father's uh, wife. That's something that came up in 1 Corinthians that Paul had to address. Uh, so, and, and the one that I want to call your attention to, and then we're going to move on, is verse 22, where it said, Cursed be he that lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. Who do we know a patriarch that was married to his sister? Abraham. Abraham. Now I want you to know a progression that went in the days of Abraham where it didn't say that was anything wrong with that to a progression because, you know why there was something wrong with it? Because Abraham lied twice and not only did Abraham lie, Isaac, his son, told the same lie later on. It was a half truth. Remember what Adrian Rogers said about the half truth? It's it's a lie. Half truth is a fool lie. <laughs> yeah. Abraham told told that old king, that's my, my sister. Old King took her away. She was pretty. Old King took her away from him, but he was trying to make advances at her, and she wouldn't have nothing to do with him. He scratched his head and looked out in the garden one day, and she just slid on the bench up next to old Abraham, and they were playing one another. And he thought, mm-hmm. And that day, that meant they were married. 
don't know what they're doing, but sparking whatever. And when the king mad, Amen. Abraham lied. Sort of. She wasn't. And he did admit it. Well, she is my sister, but I'm married to her. So he fixed all that kind of stuff right here. You don't marry your father's daughter or your mother's daughter. That's what he said. And so, you know, we talked about that one time in here a long time ago, that as the as the as mankind advanced in, in God's kingdom. He began to, to, to give laws and commandments to address things that he at one time ignored. Now, in the New Testament, there's a statement made that there used to be things that God winked at. Ignorance is one of them. But in these last days, he ain't winking no more. You know why? Because Jesus Christ died for this generation. He ain't winking no more. He ain't winking at this kind of stuff no more. It ain't funny. It ain't, it ain't nothing to, to tease about. It's serious business now. He ain't winking anymore. He's not making a light of anything anymore. He's serious. Now, if God is serious about it, how do you think we ought to be about it? <laughs> serious? You know, the, our new generation, especially my grandkids, I'll say something and they'll say, are you serious? Have you ever had them do that to you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But they'll say that. We need to find out what is serious to God. We need to, to make sure we're doing it right. So he's, he's doing all these don't. Let me move on. And he curses that he that, that, lay, that, that takes his mother-in-law. <laughs> it caused confusion. Don't smite your neighbor secretly. I mean, don't sneak up on him, beat him up in the dark. Don't attack him in his home. Don't kill him. A lot of that going on today. It is. Do not take reward to kill an innocent person. And look at this last one on verse 26. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them. Did y'all see that? God is going to place a curse on them for not obeying the law. <laughs> now the New Testament says the law was a taskmaster. And we preach that it brought attention to your sin but offered no remedy. And, and by remedy, it offered a temporary remedy. You ever had an itch and you put some kind of cream on it and it stopped? As soon as that cream wore off, it itched again? Did that ever happen to do that? Am I the only one? Or you, got a, or you got a headache and you take some aspirin and it goes away and four hours later it comes back because the aspirin wore off. That ever happened to you? That's the way the law and the book, blood of bulls and goats did. And he said, <laughs> he said to curse not to do those things, not to obey all that. Now, if he sent his son to die for us, we don't have to kill bulls and goats no more, do we? You know why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness for how long? Forever. Is it, is it automatically applied? There's a teaching that it is. Is it automatically applied? I know everybody's, well, some of you want to say, yeah, because you come up with a scenario. Well, if we confess it, That's what the Bible says. If you confess it, he'll cover it. If you don't confess it, what does that mean? It don't cover it. We need to stay clean, don't we? He did his part. We've got to do our part. We've got to do our part. 
Now, does that mean that you said a dirty word and you walk out the door and an airplane falls on your head and kills you graveyard, then now you're going to go to hell because you said a dirty word? That ain't what he talking. Don't make God ignorant with our vain philosophy. Don't do that to God. God is sovereign. He knows his stuff. He knows what's going on. He knows people's hearts. He knows those that belong to him. He knows those that don't belong to him. He knows when you make a mistake and you he knows. Amen. I was reading a scripture, a scripture in Hebrews just yesterday, and you know what it says? That we are all naked before God. You know what that means? He don't, don't mean that he looks at us with x-ray vision like Superman. It means that you can't do nothing he don't know about. We are exposed and naked before uh, Almighty God who is omnipresent, whose eyes are everywhere, who sees you no matter where you are. You can't hide from him. And he takes notes. He's got a book called the Book of Remembrance. Look it up. <laughs> he don't forget nothing either. <laughs> Except what is covered under his son's blood. <laughs> That's cool to live in. And he says right here about the blood of bulls and goats, that, that, that their sins need to be covered up by that kind of blood. He said, Cursed be he that conformeth not all the words of this law to do them. Then if we're supposed to confess, we need to start confessing, don't we? When? How often? It's weird. You hear people say, give a time. Yeah, preachers, you, you have to watch preachers. I know I'm preaching, you gotta watch them sometimes. Amen. Watch them. <laughs> you know, some will tell you what Jesus wrote on the ground, they ain't got a clue. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, even some of them ain't tell you when he's coming back, they ain't got a clue. Amen. Yeah. They'll tell you who somebody in the Bible was, although the Bible don't never tell you who that was. They'll I figured out that's who that was. Mary Magdalene was that woman that they chucked at Jesus' feet. Bible never tell us that. Never. never Amen. How many, how many of you know the name of the demon-possessed man of Gadara? That was the devil's name that was in it. Huh? That's what I've always said, and I've been arguing with so many people. Legion. Legion was the name of the demons in him because there were many. But what was his name? He had one. He didn't tell. Maniac of Gadara. That's as close you go get. And we got people that try to answer those kind of questions. You know what that's called in the Bible? Vain philosophy. <laughs> Vain things. It don't mean a hill of beans by nothing, but just to say, I know that. <laughs> God help us. What we need to concentrate on is what God says do and what he says don't do. And it's a short list. You know why I know it's a short list? Well, it's several pages long, but it's repeated over and over and over and over and over and over in the Bible. Paul makes a list, I don't know, two or three times, and he ain't the only one to make a list of people who ain't going to that. Y'all ever read it? He'll give a list of, of certain people, lifestyle, and he'll say, these shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then we get preachers to get up there and say, oh yeah, you can. I know what that says, that ain't what it means. Boy, how convenient. <laughs> That's what we say about going to church. And Sunday school. Mm -hmm. I ain't what it means. You ain't got to go. You ain't never going to be saved by doing a good work, so you ain't got to do nothing of it. That's a lie. You ain't saved by works, but you got to do them. We are saved unto good works. Remember what the scripture says? <laughs> what James say? You say you got faith, so we're good. Well, what did he say about it? I'm going to show you mine. How? By his works. 
Faith without works is dead. What pleases God? Faith. But faith without works is dead. That ain't pleasing God. Faith with works pleases God. Those are the do's of the Bible. Do those things. Do good works. You want to know what the proof of your salvation is? You do good works. You obey God. You do the do's and try not to do the don'ts. But if you do the don'ts, you have a high priest that can be reached with the feelings of your infirmities. You can call upon his name because he understands your failure. He didn't do it, but he understands that you're, you're doing it. It's not a cop-out. It's a fact of Scripture. Amen? But he wants you to confess it to him. Well, he already knows it. He doesn't. You're naked before him. He already knows all that stuff. But he said, confess it. That's a do. And if you don't, that is a sin. Amen? All right, we're going to stop right here. <laughs> Chapter 28. That'll be the 23rd. <clears throat> Any comments? Boy, this chapter 28, my goodness, that's a lot. Oh, that's a big one, isn't it? It ain't a 68 verses, but it's three pages in my Bible. Anyway, we'll get through it. Any comments about tonight? Y'all, we need to take heed, like the Bible said, and, and we need to do things that edify that bring glory and honor to God. We need to watch our P's and Q's. We need to watch the things we say to one another. We need to watch the way we act toward one another. Our fellowship and our unity of fellowship is so important to God. Amen. It says so in his word. Amen? Mm -hmm. How come? Because we're called into one body, one. How many of you have hurt your own self today on purpose? Any of you? How many of you have tried to pull your right ear off today? How many of you have slapped yourself today? How many of you have jumped off the house today to see if you could break your legs? Well, don't it seem ridiculous for us to do that to the body of Jesus that we're a part of? Huh? We need to be kind, gentle, affectionate, compassionate. We need to love one another as Christ loves us. Amen. And we need to do everything we can to edify. You know what that means? Uplift. Mm -hmm. Not tear down. And when we tear down, we're not edifying anybody or anything. Right. Paul said this. I'm going to leave the scripture with you. Circle it in your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 23. And, it, and it's a, almost a repeat of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Circle the scripture in your Bible. Just draw a great big circle right. All things are lawful for me. Y'all see that? But all things are not expedient. That means although I can do things, it may not be in my best interest or somebody else's best interest to do those things. You understand that? And he says, all things are lawful for me but all things edify not. That means sometimes you might have a right to say things, but it may not be at your best interest or the best interest of the body of Christ for you to do those things. Y'all, we've got to learn to control ourselves that way. We've got to learn to forgive. We've got to learn to do those things and to keep focused on what God is doing in our lives around us. 
Amen. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna close right now. But, you know, I told y'all some of y'all may not remember this, but a few weeks ago, I made up my mind to resign from this church. Just a few weeks ago. Actually, it's been a couple months ago now. You know why? Because we weren't doing a good job of edifying the body of Christ. We were divided, torn, angry, <coughs> pointing fingers, gossiping about each other, backbiting. And you say, Brother Gary, how do you know? I know. And you know what I thought? I thought, Lord, I know where God brought this church from. I know what happened to it. I saw it with my own eyes. And I also saw what happened when we put all that aside and started serving the living God and following Jesus. He began to give us the increase. He began to multiply. He began to take that seed and plants started growing and growing more, more crop. I saw that. I was a part of that and many of you were a part of that. And what did we do a few months ago? We started doing the exact same things that destroyed the church in the beginning. And you know what I said? I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm leaving. You know what stopped me? I'll tell you. My wife reminded me of something. Every one of y'all. All of you. I love you. And every one that God brought to this church, he put them in a body. He put us together for a purpose. And we need to keep that purpose focused in our hearts and in our minds. And we need to say to the devil, get out of this house. Get out of my heart. Get out of my mind. Take these imaginations. Just Take them with you. I'm fixing to follow Jesus. I'm fixing to lift people up. I'm going to edify this church. I'm going to bring glory to Jesus right here. And my work and my effort here is going to be to reconcile people back to Jesus Christ. And not run them off. And that got to me. So not only does the love of God keep me here, but my love for you keeps me here. And I pray that we could love one another with that same heart. Amen. Forbear, forgive, and move forward. Forbear, forgive, and follow. That's what we need to put our mind to do. And there's some times when we need to just get together and talk. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> We've all been in parts of churches that didn't do well. I've heard it over and over. I've been in a part of a church that just didn't do well. I didn't feel at home. I didn't. It don't have to be that way here. We are home here. You know why? Because this is our father's home. This is his house. This is our Lord's house. And we follow him. And we need to continue to do that. We just stand. Brother Jim Balford, you dismiss us, please. Lord, we just 
Thank you for the opportunity to give us to come together tonight. Thank you for the study of your word. Come through tonight. Lord, just let us take the what we've studied tonight and apply it to our hearts. Lord, we were given don'ts. Lord, just let us be sure that we don't do the things that have been mentioned in these scriptures. And Lord, let us do the things that you would have us to do that will honor and glorify and edify you. Lord, we give it go away from this place. We just ask you to be with each and every one. Give us prayer and grace as we go away from here. And give us the opportunity to come together next time. Lord, Lord, just stand in the need of prayer at this time. The ones that lost loved ones, Lord, just ask you to be with them. Give them comfort at this time. Lord, just ask this time in your name. Amen. Amen. Does anybody know that it's almost the end of enrollment time?